What up, everybody? You're now tuned into the true definition of a sports fanatic. I'm your host, Brandon Lampley. Back at again. I, you know, took a bit of a vacation. Um, I wonder, you know, did you miss me? Because if you did not know, one of these mornings won't be very long. You will look for me, and I'll be gone. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to be here forever. But now we're going to get into some NBA talk. We got to talk about these finals. Um, these first three games have been wildly entertaining. Way more entertaining than I thought. I told you, I've been picking Golden State to win the title um, What since before the season started. Because, you know, they're just that talented. But uh, so far, man, Toronto has shown that shoot, they play deep. Number one, they play defense. That's first and foremost. When you come at the King, which is the Golden State Warriors, you have to play defense. You know, Houston got it wrong. Houston wanted to match them point for point and try to outscore them because their owner and their coach, they're all about all about offense and analytics and taking threes. No, that is not how you beat them. That's not how um, you know, they lost to LeBron and them in 2016. They played defense, and that is what Toronto's doing. They're playing defense. Toronto's unique anyway because all five of their starters can shoot from length. Like you have to guard everybody. You can't and there's nobody who's on the three point line. You're gonna back up from them and just give them an open three and not attempt to contest it because they're that bad at it. It's it's not happening. Now, Toronto shocked me in the Milwaukee series. I had Milwaukee, you know, running away with that series. But those last four games that they won straight and uh, ended up winning 4-2, Toronto showed me the level of defense that they can play. And I was impressed. You know, that's probably some of the best defense I've seen by a team all year. That's how the Warriors used to play defense. And the Warriors have gotten by. Their defense has gotten worse every year, defensive efficiency. They've gotten by because they have such great offensive firepower. And one of the few well-balanced teams over the last couple of years that I can remember that can score at will and lock up any other team. But Toronto's, Toronto showed me something. Now, that they could play defense, but my question was, yeah, you can hold the Warriors under their average, which the Warriors averaged the most points per game in the NBA um, in the regular season, with 117 points a game. And so far, they're holding them to 109. And so you can hold them under their average, but can you score over your average in order to beat them? Toronto averaged uh, 112 in the regular season, and now they're averaging 115 in the postseason right now. And they're getting it done. Now, granted, the Warriors have injuries, but I'm not going to cry for Argentina. I'm not because they've been very fortunate when it came, when it has come to injuries on their team and on teams they faced over the last five years. Losing KD was huge. Now, I'm not going to lie. I started to sip the Kool-Aid a little bit about, you know, them being able to win a title without Kevin Durant because they did it before. But they will not beat this Toronto team without Kevin Durant. I don't see it happening. And then without Kevin Durant, and then you were without Clay in game three, it's no contest. 
the closest they got, I think, was in like uh, within seven points. Every time they tried to, you know, um, go on a run and make a burst, like they're they're famous for their third quarter burst. Dude, the third quarter burst was coming, and they cut it to seven a couple different times. But Toronto just come down the court, calm and collected, and they put up points. It seemed like every time the Warriors made a run and cut it to seven, uh, Toronto made a three. I mean, Freddie Van Fleet lit them up. Danny Green was uh, amazing. He looked like old Danny Green. Sergi Baca turned back into Sergi Blocka from his days in Oklahoma City. Uh, Paul Gasol was great. Siakam was great. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was great. Uh, Kyle Lowry. I mean, we give I gave I give Kyle Lowry a whole lot of crap. I do because his track record is is that he shrinks in big moments. It is what it is. But I'm give props what props are due. Kyle Lowry was great in Game Three, and if you could just kind of get some of that, what he gave in Game Three, if you can get um, eighty to ninety percent of that for the rest of this series, Toronto will win this series. But at these, like in game six, and even in game, not, not game six, but game two. Even in game two, when Toronto lost 109 to 104, they had a great chance to win that game. It was 106 to 98, I promise you, for about three minutes. Nobody could score. Toronto and Golden State got constant stops. Toronto, I know, got eight or nine straight stops. And Golden State couldn't score, but Toronto couldn't score either. Golden State ends up winning the game, and they give away a great opportunity. But they come back in game two. There's no Clay. Clay's hamstring is hurt, and it's no contest. You cannot beat Toronto without Clay Thompson or Kevin Durant. Now, supposedly the report is is that Clay Thompson will likely play in game four. But KD will try to give it a go. Um, I know today he's supposed to uh, play, like, supposed to do three-on-three with staff and some backups or whatever to see how he feels. Um, Tomorrow, see how much pain he's in. But the injury KD has, you know, I'm hearing that it's, it's way more serious than they let on. And the fact that they're still pacing him right now lets you know how serious it probably is. And if he injures it more than it's already injured, then it might have long-term effects. Now, you know, who knows, you know, if that's the case or not, don't know. But the fact that, you know, he's going to play a three-on-three pickup game with um, some bag handlers and ball boys, I mean, that, that, does says, that says a lot. So now not only you have KD, who you don't know is going whether he's going to play in game four, even if Clay comes back, Clay's dealing with a hamstring. And it's going to be tender. So most likely he'll start. And they'll, you know, they'll pace him and see how long it goes. And it, it could tighten up at any time or he could re-aggravate it. You know, who knows? You know, so you're dealing with that injury as well. And then um, I think Iguodala has a, uh, Andre Iguodala has a bad calf as well. And he's like um, 55 years old out there running up and down the court. And they playing him 35, 40 minutes a game. He can't do that no more. Sean Livingston, is. he said he's going to. this is his last year and he's going to retire. He looked like he retired already. 
That's how he looked last night. He looked like he's already in retirement. He's already in Cancun sipping my ties on the beach with his old lady. Uh, Boogie Cousins uh, looked like he has no lift whatsoever. Uh, and he's coming off two major injuries. We're talking about a torn Achilles and a torn quad. And then Draymond Green just looked like he has a piano piano on his back for majority of that game. And he's out there looking like he's trying to do and one. Like he hot sauce, he skipped the Malou, trying to make all kind of passes uh, like he Magic Johnson and was turning the ball over. But I've said this about them. They get so lackadaisical and lack attention to detail and their focus goes away and they turn the ball over. And that's that's part of their downfall. Now, they've been able to overcome it because they don't do it for long stretches. They'll do it for a game or two, then they'll wake up. But now you 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 have no more. Now your focus, you have to have laser focus now because now it's 2-1. It's 2-1, and if Toronto goes up 3-1, I think that's all she wrote. We done seen comebacks from 3-1. It won't be a 3-1 comeback. I'm guaranteeing that right now. But we shall see because Golden State has the heart of a champion, and they're going to go down swinging. The Raptors cannot fall asleep at the wheel. Now we're going to stay within the NBA Finals. We're going to talk about another story. And this story has to do with Raptors guard Kyle Lowry. So I think it was early in the fourth quarter. might have been late third, early fourth quarter. Um, Kyle Lowry dove into the stands to get a loose ball. And when he dove into the stands to get a loose ball, a fan pushed him and said some vulgar um, derogatory things to him. Now I come to find out, it wasn't a fan that pushed him. It was none other than Mark Stevens, a minority owner for the Golden State Warriors. And we're not talking about like a little like a little tap here, a little push. Like he he straight up pushed dude. He had and he had no reason to put his hands on Kyle. It's not like Kyle dove on him or wasn't on top of him. He was a almost a whole seat over from Kyle, reached over and pushed Kyle in the shoulder. And they kicked him out of the game. Um, the NBA just announced uh, today that um, he's banned for a year. But if I'm the players and I'm the players' union, I'm not satisfied because this isn't a blithering idiot who bought you know expensive seats to sit on the sidelines and trash talk players and act a fool. This was a minority owner. Guy's a billionaire. Find him a couple million dollars and ban him get him out of there because he has to be held to a higher standard you're a minority owner for god's sakes why are you putting your hands on these people see i can tell you guys didn't grow up watching the malice at the palace the detroit pistons and the indiana pacers had an all-out brawl years ago and it shows it really shows because if you on the street, you're not pushing any of these guys. This guy's going to beat the crap out of you. And I wish Kyle, I wish Kyle thought about it. He did. He had, he had a split second where he thought about it. 
And I'm sure he was like, you know what, I'm a veteran. You know, this is the finals. You know, I got a whole lot to lose. I can't do nothing. So he just got up and, you know, he, you know, said, dude, push me. And he got out the way. But had that been a regular season game, I, if I was Kyle, I would have went at him. Because I could miss a regular season game here or there. But I would have went at the dude. Don't push me. And then I, I want to know what he said. Because they said it was vulgar and derogatory. So I want to know what he said. Because if it was racial, you know, supposedly racial, they would have said it. But I want to know what he said. Because for me, it ain't got to be racial. You could have said something about my mama. And I'm on your head. But people, please listen. For those of you that go to NBA games and y'all treat it as, you know, the Wrangling Brothers of the Circus with Barnum and Bailey, or you treat it like it's the zoo. These are individuals. These are people. They play a game and they entertain you while playing the game. And they earn millions of dollars doing it. At no time should you ever feel entitled to put your hands on any of them. I mean, the NBA fan experience, I've talked about it before, is second to none. Because NFL players, you got the wall there in the stadium. Golf, you got to stand a little ways back. You know, it's only a rope, but you got to stand a little ways back. Hockey, you got the glass there. Uh, Baseball, you got the walls from the stadium. So only basketball gives you that experience where you could basically, if the player's close enough, if you extend your arm, you can touch them. But don't. Don't put your hands on them. Now, you could say, you know, whatever, boo, say little stuff here and there. But being vulgar, you know, you, you can't do that. Because these are people, too. And when one of them decide that they're not taking it no more. And see, and that's what I that's what I dislike. Because they... He'll, they'll punish the player much worse than they'll punish that person who did something. Like, if Kyle Lowry had turned around and slapped the old dude, he would have missed the rest of the, of the finals, period. The only thing you give him this guy is a year ban. Nah, you got to be more creative than that. I know what you do. You ain't got to find him. You got to definitely ban him, but don't ban him for more than a year. And make him sell his stake in the in the Warriors. Make him sell it. The same way they same thing they did to Donald Sterling, the um, Clippers owner. Make him sell his stake in the Warriors. That's what you do, because obviously he does not be, he does not represent the Warriors like they said. His actions does not represent them. So if his action does not represent the classy organization that the Warriors are, then you need to get him up out of here. Because as long as he's there, it's a stain on your franchise. So do the right thing. That front office and that ownership, from time to time, they act like they're holier than thou. Like they figure something out. They're innovative. They're new age. One thing you don't want to be is on the wrong side of history. So you better get it right. And we're going to switch it up. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL I mean, there hasn't been many stories or major stories about the NFL drop because, you know, it is the offseason. Uh, many camps and OTAs have started back up, but there's nothing really going on. I mean, you had Patrick Peterson, you know, who was suspended uh, for, uh, what I think it's four games for PED use. And so that puts a stain on an otherwise immaculate career. But, you know, he'll, he'll bounce back. 
and it will end his streak of eight straight, I think it's eight straight Pro Bowls that he's been to, because once you uh, serve the suspension, you're no longer eligible to be a Pro Bowler. So, um, got that. Oh, and I can't forget to talk about my favorite player in the NFL, Ben Roethlisberger. That's a joke, people. You know how much um, love we have for Ben Roethlisberger on this show. But Ben Roethlisberger, um, was like about in the middle of May, he went on a radio show to apologize. Uh, what on the on the radio show he talked about, you know, what he said about Antonio Brown, and he basically apologized. And this is what he said uh, verbatim because he said he genuinely felt bad about it. So he said, "I took some heat and deservedly so for some of the comments." on that show and especially towards him. I genuinely feel bad about that and I'm sorry. Did I go too far after that Denver game? Probably. That's the thing about media. That's the thing about media and social media. As soon as you say sorry, it only goes so far. You can't take it back. And I wish I could because if that's what ruined our friendship and relationship, I'm truly and genuinely sorry about that. Dude. Really? You had all this time to come and that's what you that's what you came up with? Are you serious? Are you serious? That's ridiculous. I would have I I would rather you have drawn up um had your lawyer or your PR person or whoever type up some ridiculous coach speak apology than for you to put that out there. Because number one, this right here, now you're shifting blame to me. Because now you're saying that if that's what ruined the relationship. Dude, you know good and well what ruined the relationship between you and him. And what the straw that broke the camel's back. You know what it is. You know only you and him knows what went on between you two. And to sit here and act like you don't know. Man, please. I mean, I don't get it, man. But number one, everybody isn't built to leave. That's first and foremost. Everybody's not. It's not meant for everybody. It's people in your everyday life. They're in leadership roles and they shouldn't be there. But because of circumstance, because of who they know, because of things they've done in the past, what they've said, their resume, whatever reason, they have been allowed to be in a leadership role and they should not be there. It does not suit them. But because of the position that Ben plays, he's in that role by default, and he's terrible at it. I mean, dude, this is basically saying, this is not saying, you know, I apologize for my actions, and I'm truly sorry. This isn't it. This is saying, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not apologizing, man. But I digress. So that brings me to another story with a situation that's brewing in Cleveland right now. And it could be nothing. It could be nothing at all. Just a minor blip on the screen. But it also could be something. And that's Baker Mayfield. One thing I know about the NFL, watching it over the years, I mean, 
when I really, really got into the NFL, Jaguars came here in 95. But when I really, really got into the NFL was when I remember uh, my mom, she first got cable. And we had we got the NFL network. And I was able to just sit and watch NFL films as a teenager all day. And I learned the game inside and out from when it first started where black people couldn't play, you know, up until, you know, now. And I fell in love with the game. But one thing that I know is that you do not speak on another man's pockets. You don't. So a man, dude trying to get his money, you don't speak on that. You don't talk about his contract. You don't talk about none of that. You shut your mouth and mind your business. You got your money, I'm trying to get mine. Shut up. So Baker Mayfield has broke that rule. Because Browns running back Duke Johnson has been going back and forth with the team because he's basic, basically being on the trading block um, for a while now. And his role has kind of diminished. And they got like three running backs now. And he's more of a receiver than running back. And he should have a role in that offense. But he, you know, was demanding a trade and he didn't get traded. So now, you know, don't get traded. You got to go back to work. And, you know, he's owned it. He's been very transparent, you know, and he's handled it and going about it like a professional. But when the media asked Baker Mayfield about it, they asked Baker Mayfield, is it awkward to have, you know, for anybody in the locker room with Duke Johnson's situation? Baker goes, no, you know, it's not awkward for anybody, you know, because, you know, it's on Duke because it's self-inflicted. What? Really, Baker? Baker, what you were supposed to say was is that, you know, we supported Duke, you know, throughout this time. You know, now that that's behind us in this past, we're out here, we're trying to win football games, and that's in the past. That's behind us. And, you know, we want him to perform well for us this year. But no. He got to get all snarky and be smug. Now, that that's from the Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger School of Leadership. And just so you know, that school is a failing school. If that school was in your neighborhood, it'll bring your, your, your uh, the value of the property around it down because it would be a F school. That's not how you go about it. Now, if I'm Duke Johnson, me personally... I'm meeting Baker at his locker. I'm like, yo, Baker, we, we need to have a chat, dog. Don't talk about me no more. Keep my name out your mouth. If it ain't about what's going on on the field, don't talk about it. Because I don't want to hear it. You don't speak on me and what I got going on and me trying to feed my family. And if you say anything else, we're going to have a problem. And in that fight, I'm taking Duke Johnson because Baker Mayfield is small. So I'm taking Duke. Duke will ball him up. But Duke seems like a nice guy. I'm pretty sure they squashed it. Wasn't no beef or whatever. It's no r- real rift in the locker room. But see, something small like that, because it's small, but it's not small, if that makes sense. But something small like that could turn into something big down the line. Because if you're speaking on Duke now, what you going to say about Odell if something comes up with Odell or Jarvis Landry or another player? You you one thing you can't do, you can't speak on it. You can't be don't be too critical now. You can give tough love from time to time, but don't be too critical. 
you are the leader of this football team. And, you know, guys are immature, you know, they need to grow up or, you know, need tough love or whatever. You give it. But in certain situations, hey, you need to just pass it on, dog. I don't care what your opinion is on it. You probably just need to pass it on and let it go. Because if you can't say the right thing, don't say nothing at all. So now that leads me to believe that this team right here is already a tinderbox. Because if things don't, if they don't win games early, let's say they start the season two and two, one and three, or one and four, something like that. It might implode in Cleveland. You might have a big problem on your hands in Cleveland. If they don't taste success early, it might get ugly because all the, the finger pointing is going to start. And right now they don't seem like a resilient team. And this is, this is a team that's very young that hasn't experienced success. So it's going to be easy to go back to what you were. I mean, look at the Jaguars, for example, we hadn't tasted success in eight, nine years. And we almost, we're five minutes away from the Super Bowl. By the way, once again, miles Jack was not down. Don't ever forget that. But we're five minutes away from the Super Bowl. And we follow that up the next year by going 5-11. and 11. Because we beat the Patriots. Guys got too full of themselves. You go to Kansas City in that week five game, you get punched in the mouth. And you fold it after that. Absolutely fold it. Because you don't taste success on a regular basis, it's easy to go back to what you were. And that's exactly what the Jaguars did. That's exactly what Cleveland is going to do if they don't taste success early. And even then, let's say let's say they start out 4-0 and they lose three straight after that. They might fold. Who knows? We don't know yet. That's why all these Brown Super Bowl picks and all. No. Mm-mm. They need to win 10 games and make the playoffs first. So hopefully the coaches or the front office or even some veterans in that locker room, they pull Baker aside and let them know, say, hey, there's a few things as a leader that you can't do, and that's one of them. But he's young. He'll learn. And the Browns are going to be an exciting team regardless, whether they achieve everything people think they're going to achieve or whether they bomb. It's going to be a good show to watch. But that is it for the NFL news and notes. You know, I had much, not much going on during this news cycle with the uh, NFL. NBA has dominated because this is their time. It's the finals. But, you know, I got to wrap it up. You know, uh, my least favorite part of the show. Uh, I'm still on CastBox. I'm still uploading there. But I have put everything on YouTube as well. So for those, you know, especially the older crowd, they they can't work apps like everybody. You know, they don't have the patience or they like they ain't got space on their phone or they ain't want to download something. So I got it on YouTube. So all you got to do is go to YouTube. I know they, they know how to work YouTube, though. They know how to put on Baby Shark for their grandkids and nieces and nephews and go watch some, you know, old sermons by T.D. Jakes on YouTube. So while you're doing that, go ahead and listen to your boy on youtube as well get these views up make sure you like and subscribe just go to youtube put in the true definition of a sports fanatic and i should pop up um also switching over to another one of i think it's called anchor.fm 
and you know we'll see what this new platform brings as well um already you know they're putting me on um, anchor.fm is launching me on other platforms as well and so just found out about it i'm still working with it and we'll see how it goes but just make sure you like and subscribe no matter where you hear me share it please um hey man i love doing this absolutely love doing this it's times where i don't even feel like recording because i'm sleepy i'm tired or whatever grouchy aggravated don't matter as soon as i put the mic in turn on hit the record button and it just starts to flow but until next time i will see you guys later peace